Hello, and welcome to the 82nd episode of the Clubhouse Combos. I'm your host, Dan Hayes, and we've been saying it a lot, but we are finally back. Um, busy schedules with school that have kind of led us to not be able to record all the time, not post all the time, but after this long reboot that we've had, we've been able to kind of uh, get everything under control. We're getting new graphics out. We have a new logo. We've basically rebranded, um, and we'll be back recording every week. Um, so after that kind of intro, um, I'd like to introduce the other host today, Connor. How you doing? I'm good. I, my class got canceled today. Did you get any snow? Oh, we got a bunch of snow up, uh, up in New Hampshire. We probably got, I want to say like eight inches, something like that. Yeah. My mom said we got a foot in Atkinson. I got nothing here. It's just rain. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was snowing bad. Cause like I went out earlier to shovel. And as soon as you would get done, like the whole, there's already like an inch on the ground. It was, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Typical, you know, New England weather, snow in March on spring break. Love it. So, yeah. um, so kind of what we'll hit on today, kind of a re-entry type pod. Um, obviously March Madness is on Thursday or at least starts. I think some of the, like the first four, uh, in the tournament are, uh, playing tonight but the official like start of march madness to most people will be on thursday so we're going to fill out a bracket the two of us um we're also going to hit on some nfl free agency as a pod last year we kind of we've highlighted the sim and kind of acting as a prediction so we're going to kind of go over some of those predictions that we made over the last couple weeks um and then also just talk about some of the headlines of free agency as well um so yeah, I'll share my screen for myself and Connor, and we'll kind of get rolling on this bracket. Um, Let's do it. All right. Um, so starting in the South region, obviously Alabama. I believe they're the like overall number one seed in the entire tournament. Um, I don't see them having a problem with Texas A&M, uh, Commerce, or Southern Missouri. Um, I do not see an upset brewing here, like UMBC. Uh, do you agree? I agree. Although I was one of those suckers who who uh, picked Virginia to go all the way, like three years ago, and they got smoked. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Bam. Moving on. One of my roommates has a bet that they're going to win the whole thing. Um. Very good team. Just very reliant on the three ball. So we'll see kind of how that goes uh, as March Madness goes on. Next matchup, uh, eight versus nine, Maryland and West Virginia. I think it's a pretty good matchup. Um, I lean towards Maryland, but I have seen a lot of people taking West Virginia. I believe they're favored. Um, so I vote Maryland, but what are your takes? I'd vote Maryland as well. Um, they are one of the, the teams that play terribly uh, away from their home stadium. It's something I've been reading. So obviously March Madness is a all-neutral site all the way. I would be worried, and West Virginia is a good club, but I have Maryland. I like the Big Ten. Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of same concerns for Maryland uh, being on the road, but I think you put them in this March Madness style of uh, tournament, I think they'll be fine against West Virginia. Um, five versus 12, San Diego State and Charleston. Um, I kind of like the matchup, but San Diego State has kind of done well out west this year. Um I don't really have much to say about Charleston, so I'm going to ride with San Diego State on this one. Yeah, so Charleston won uh, Northeastern's conference, so I have seen them quite a bit. They are very good, one of the best teams uh, the CAA in quite a while, but they don't shoot the three ball very well. Um, 
they just rely on their rebounding and you know they have a really big center i don't like the matchup i know it's a popular upset pick because they're like they have like 30 wins but i like san diego state as well all right uh Four versus 13, Virginia versus Furman. This is another game I'm seeing a lot of people with the upset. Um, I understand Virginia. We all, like you kind of alluded to, we have the sour taste in our mouths when they're a one seed and they lost to UMBC. They play a really slow style of basketball. Um, and again, maybe this is just my inexperience with Furman as a basketball school, but um, I'm going to ride with Virginia. I think they'll at least get one or two wins in the tournament. They're still a solid team, maybe not the best. Um, but I could see them definitely getting to the round of 32 at least. See, I took Berman because ah. I needed the 13, and they seem like a bunch of absolute dogs from watching their, like, clips. They seem really pumped. I like Virginia. I've always liked Virginia. They're one of my favorite teams, and they play a really good brand of defense. But I just haven't seen it lately. Like, they keep getting they've blown out by these shitty teams and not, like, getting up 70 points a game. Um, so I picked, I'm fine going with Virginia. I think it could swing either way. Um, but I took Furman in my, my own bracket. I'll, I'll ride with Furman if you're confident in the oh, upset. Yeah. I'm not Let's entirely go. sold on Virginia, like moving on that far. So f- for the sake of this being a collective bracket, I'll, I'll go with the upset. I'm fine with that. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Need some upsets in this. So, um, six versus 11, Creighton versus NC State. I'll be honest, I don't really understand. NC State hype. I didn't really like them this year. Um, and I think Creighton's a pretty good team. I think they play in a really good conference. Um, so I, I'm gonna ride with Creighton in some of my personal brackets. I have them going a pretty uh I have them going pretty far. So I, I'm gonna ride with Creighton in this one. Yeah, I like all the teams from the big east. Uh Creighton, probably one of my favorites. And NC State, from what I understand, shouldn't have even made the tournament. Um yeah. everyone was pretty shocked to see them in over Rutgers and OK State. So I, this is an easy Creighton. I, I don't think I'll pick NC State in any of my brackets. No, I, I agree with that. Um, three versus 14, we got Baylor and USSB. Uh, I believe that's one of the California teams. I just forget their name. I know they're pretty good at basketball, high scoring. Um, I'm a little kind of like Virginia with Baylor. I'm just kind of on the fence with them. I don't really know if I see the upset happening. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I think I'm going to ride with Baylor. They did win some key games in the big 12. Um, and obviously just that conference as a whole, when you go through that, um, that slate of games, it gets you well-prepared for March Madness, I feel. So I, I think Baylor's going to be ready for, uh, this March Madness tournament. I'm not entirely sold on Baylor. I think they make it through this first round. I don't think used to Santa Barbara's very good, but I think it's a really ideal path for Creighton to make the sweet 16, um, that's an upset I have in a lot of my brackets, but I think Baylor, they won the tournament two years ago, I believe. I believe I picked them. Um, but I don't I don't really like any of the 14 seeds, to be completely honest, uh, just looking through. So I'm, I took Baylor as well. All right. Um, uh, last two games of the South region here. Uh, seven and 10, Missouri versus Utah State. I have Utah State winning this one. I've seen some good things about them this year. Um, Missouri, I do like from the SEC, um, but obviously March Madness, you have to pick a couple upsets. I do like Utah State. I think Missouri kind of up and down this year. Uh, I'm just going to ride with the Aggies in this one. 
I'm happy to join you there. I, I picked all the seven seeds and I started to panic because that never happens. So I, I have a <laughs> jump on the 10 van wagon. Love it. it. It's so funny. Like you just look at your bracket and you're like, well, the seed has to win. Cause it's just historically what happens. It, it, it Like don't even take the matchup into consideration. I know. I, I see a 12 and I just want to pick them. It's so weird. It's March for you though. Um, last matchup here, Arizona versus Princeton. Um, I really thought Yale was going to win the Ivy League. Um, obviously, Princeton gets the automatic qualifier here, so I, I'm riding with Arizona. Um, they're just they're the better team. Yeah, I mean, I've heard if if there's a 15 seed to roll with, it's Princeton, but I don't I don't ever follow those rules. I always pick the ones and twos in the first round, and then see what happens. Makes sense. All right, so that is the South region. Um, should we complete the South region, or should we just move on and finish the round of 64? Let's let's do the South. Let's finish that out. All right. Um, so in the next round, we're going to have Bama versus Maryland, a one versus eight matchup. Um, like I said, I think Bama is going to be really good in this tournament, um, number one overall seed. So I'm going to rock with Bama in this. Works for me. Bama's my champion, uh, my personal bracket, so I will ride them as far as you'll let us. <laughs> I have them in the finals in my personal bracket. So oh, perfect. I think All right. make it pretty far. Perfect. Um, so now we have San Diego State versus Furman. Um, this, I assume this may be the end of the line for Furman. No, I, there's got to be one team that makes it to the Swiss <laughs> you play, you, You're saying it's Furman this year? There's a lot of teams. Uh, I'm running right? with Furman. There's, there's, right. another, there's another team out there that I've heard that might make a run, but I'm rolling with Furman. Um, it's up to you. We don't have to roll Furman. If it's your team, I'm I'm completely down for it. So all right, let's, let's roll. Let's do it. We'll, we'll get some buzz having a 13 seed making it to play Bama. <laughs> um, Creighton versus Baylor. I think kind of the way we talked about these two teams, I, I would lean towards Creighton, and I yeah. assume maybe you would as well. Yeah, 100. I'm not high on Baylor. Yeah. Um. So I'll have Creighton moving on to play Arizona. I assume Arizona obviously playing Utah State. Yeah. So that leaves us with in the Sweet 16, we're going to have from the South, Bama versus Furman, and then Creighton versus Arizona. I would lean towards Furman not beating Alabama and then having – actually, you know what? The more I think about this, Creighton versus Arizona is going to be a good game. Um, I don't know if I could really pull the trigger to take Creighton. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know we're both going to take Bama. Yeah, so I, I have Bama, Arizona. I could be persuaded to take Creighton. Um, I don't know. I just, when you think about, the, we go back to these March Madness stats. No team has, it's like, if you split the U.S. in half, there's been no champion west of uh, that line splitting uh, America into two. And I just feel like Arizona, they're always a good team, but I, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm not entirely sold because I have East Coast bias. I don't know. I, I can't buy in all those all those TikToks where it's like, oh, you have to be 37th in Ken Palm. <laughs> yeah. And like and then every year like a new champion's crown. The next year it's like, oh, 39th in Ken Palm. <laughs> yep. That's dumb. I don't know. I take Arizona here, but it's fine. I'll, I'll ride with Arizona. I probably have some East Coast bias going on. You know, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll stick with zone. Um then between Alabama and Arizona, Alabama, right? Bama, yep. So we're going to have Alabama representing the South in the final four. Um, 
camera right here so we could talk about the Midwest region now. Um, one verse 16, Houston versus Northern Kentucky. Um, I've seen a little bit of buzz about Northern Kentucky, but obviously being a 16 seed versus Houston, I'm not really going to buy it. So I'm going to probably take Houston in this one. Yeah, I know. I don't know anything about Northern Kentucky. No, besides that's in Northern Kentucky. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll have Houston moving on. Um, eight versus nine matchup, Iowa and Auburn. Um, I like this matchup. I think it'll be interesting. I'm probably going to ride with Auburn, actually. Um, they're pretty good in the SEC, especially against Bama uh, a couple times, even on the road. So I, I think Auburn uh, being matched up against Iowa, I, I just like the matchup a little more, I think. See, I like Iowa. I'm a big fan of the Big Ten. Um, we can go Auburn. I've heard great things about Auburn, uh, mm -hmm. even making a run of the Sweet 16 over Houston. So I'm down to, to roll with the nine. Okay, we'll go with Auburn. I gave you Furman. Yes. Um, Miami and Drake. Uh, five versus 12. I really like Miami during the year. Um, they kind of fell off here at the end and even win the ACC uh, tournament. Um, but I think they're good enough at least to beat the 12 seed Drake. Um, as much as I would like to see them move further in the tournament, um, I think they're really just based upon the next matchup possibly. I think they're only going to be a one-win team. Yeah, everyone and their mother wants to pick Drake. Um as like the upset of the first round. I know Miami has some injury that I, I'm not aware of that could hurt mm -hmm. them. So I think they'll be fine. But Drake, I guess, is a team to watch out for. I probably will take them in a couple brackets, but not this one. All right. Five seed Miami moving on there around a 32. Indiana and Kent State. Um, this is going to be one of my uh, 13 seed upsets. No. I have Kent State. Indiana, it's just like Maryland. They're not that good on the road. I know you love your Big Ten teams. They're just not that good on the road. I know they're pretty good and ranked for a couple weeks uh, this year, but Kent State just won their conference. Uh, pretty good team. That's that's my upset pick. See, I have Indiana going pretty far. I, I'm a firm believer that when you have one of the best players in the tournament, that like they can carry you pretty far. And they have, like, behind that Purdue guy, whatever his name is, they have this. They have like the second best player in the tournament. So, gotcha. I roll well, with them. I think to not have too many thirteen seeds moving on, I, I can I could slide with Indiana on this oh, one. We thank could, God, we can slide with that. <laughs> um, next matchup, it's, uh, it's going to be Iowa State versus either Mississippi State or Pitt. That game will be played tonight. I think it's going to be Mississippi State. I think they'll beat Pitt. I'm not impressed entirely with Pittsburgh basketball. Um, and then if it is Mississippi State, I do really like them against Iowa State, and I would probably lean towards taking Mississippi State, actually. Maybe they have some SEC bias going on. But. You know, the funny thing is, I am the exact opposite. I think if Pittsburgh wins, that they have a chance to, to advance across Iowa State. So we could take them, regardless. We, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like one of the one of the first four 11s always makes it through the first round. Yeah, I think it helps, like, you get some momentum before the other, like, you get a win and then you go into the first round. Technically that team's kind of had some time off, whereas you had the momentum of just coming off a win. So there's definitely something uh, to that nature. I think UCLA went on a run as an 11 seed, um, oh. kind of the same thing. So, yep. all right. So whether it's Mississippi state or Pitt, and then I figure <laughs> out how to put that on the graphic. Um, we have them beating Iowa state. So an 11 seed. 
Xavier versus, is it Kennesaw State? Is that how you pronounce it? I think so, yeah. All right. Um, I don't think Kennesaw has a, has a chance, so I'm going to go with Xavier. Yeah, I think they were like the is one of the their first time ever in the tournament. They were all really excited on the selection show, but I like Xavier. I like all the Big East teams. Yeah, Xavier won Big East, right? Or was that Marquette? They, no, least, Marquette. Marquette got Marquette, it. Yeah, Xavier was in the finals against them at least. So, all right, Xavier moving on. Uh, I love this matchup: Texas A&M versus Penn State. I like both teams, and it's kind of upsetting to have to play each other. It's going to be a good game. Um, I'm going to roll with Texas A&M. I have them going pretty far in a bracket. Um, I think they were pretty decent this year. Uh, really, my litmus test is how did you play against Alabama? And they had some good games against Bama, um, a couple of good games in the SEC in general. Um, I know Penn State kind of almost shocked uh, Purdue in the Big Ten finals, but I, I think I'm going to rock with the seven-seeded Aggies. Yeah, I will as well. I was pretty disappointed to see them as a seven. I heard they could be much higher, like up to a five. But, I mean, whoever put them with a potential uh, round of 32 matchup against Texas is an absolute genius. Um, so that'll be fantastic. It will be. Um, it's funny. In the two seven versus ten matchups we've had so far, we've picked the Aggies to win. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Two-seeded Texas versus 15-seed Colgate. Um, you were talking earlier about a 15-seed possibly winning. I think that Colgate would be the 15-seed to do it. I like Texas um, as a team, but I, Colgate was pretty good this year. Um, they've been in the tourney before as well. So I just don't know if I could take a 15-seed over a two-seed Texas. Um, but I think if there was to be this two-versus-15 upset, it, I my pick would be Colgate. But I'm going to take Texas. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm rolling with Texas. So that is the round of 64 for the Midwest. Um, moving on to the next round, we'll have one seed Houston versus nine seeded Auburn. I'm gonna rock with Houston in that one. Yep, me as well. All right. Uh, four seeded Indiana versus five seeded Miami. Um, this is interesting. I'm probably gonna side with Miami, seeing that I did pick. Indiana to lose to Kent State. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts before I make my decision? Well, I have I have Indiana in my final four. I'll be honest. Um, I just they, I think they have a really talented team. Um, I believe they beat uh, Purdue. They beat Xavier this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll ride them. I know they've been shaky as of late, but if they could find their form, and my I don't know what I have to do some more research into what that injury is with Miami, but it sounds like it could be something that keeps them from advancing pretty far. All right. I think given that, and then Indiana having um, what you say is the second best player in college basketball, I'll rock with Indiana uh, moving on. Um, So are either Mississippi state or Pittsburgh team playing Xavier? Do you believe either team has a shot at beating Xavier? Probably not. Um, I think it'd be fun. It's always fun when the first four team goes far, but I don't know. I think Xavier's pretty solid squad. I agree. Um, now, Texas A&M versus Texas, a dream matchup for a lot of people. I have A&M. I don't know what you think, but. I have A&M as well. I actually All right, I have them in one of my final fours. Um, that's how high I am on them. So, 
I, I like Texas A&M. I think they got a really good team. So I could definitely see them being Texas. Uh, Houston versus Indiana in the Sweet 16. I have Indiana. Um, I know that Houston has, like, one of their best teams in years. So I, I could certainly see them. I know there was rumors that they would be the top seed in the whole tourney. Um, I, I can go either way. What do you have? I'll be honest. So if you look at like the betting favorites, I'm pretty sure Houston is actually the like odds on favorite to win March Madness. I don't quite understand it. Um, and just kind of given that fact, I think I just feel like Houston's going to get upset at some point. They're not a power five team. Uh, I just don't like, and at least that's a football term, but like, I just don't see one of these smaller school types winning the tournament. And I think you run into Indiana, if they win these two games, they could get hot. They were a good team this year. I could absolutely see them upsetting Houston. So I'll ride with Indiana. We'll get them. We'll, we'll get your team moving on. Let's go. Um, then the next matchup of Xavier and Texas A&M. I'd probably rock Texas A&M. I'm not gonna I lie. have them as well. <laughs> All right. We're in agreement. And then between these two teams, I think we're going to be split. I would take Texas A&M. You would take Indiana. Yeah, I'll flip I a coin. Don't... you have a coin handy? Um, let's see. Do I have anything around me? I don't think I have a coin. Uh, no, I don't got anything. I'll, I'll use the internet. All right. So, uh, Texas A&M is heads. It's heads. We're rolling with the Aggies. Let's go. Nice. All right. So we have two SEC teams from the South and the Midwest going to the final four. SEC is just you know, SEC bias. SEC is incredibly good, though, up and down. They are. All right. Um, we'll now move into the east and west uh, sides of the bracket, starting in the east, Purdue versus Texas Southern or FDU. For those that don't know, FDU really should be Merrimack, but due to a stupid rule, Merrimack has to wait four years to get into the tournament, even though they've won their conference, like, three out of those four years. This was the last year that they're ineligible. So I assume Purdue's going to play Texas Southern, and then I assume Purdue's going to smack the crap out of Texas Southern. Yeah, I saw a thing that's like, so FDU didn't win their championship, and Texas Southern has like 20 losses on the year. I don't know how they're oh, yeah, they have a losing record. They won their conference. Yeah, which is ridiculous. So, yeah, Purdue will beat the shit out of either team. Automatic qualifier, qualifiers just – Ruin everything. <laughs> um, eight versus nine matchup. I really like this. I like both teams, Memphis and FAU. Um, it's going to be a close one. I would side with Memphis. They've played Houston really well, who is a one seed. I'm surprised that they're only an, an eight seed. They won. They beat Houston in the conference championship. So I, I'm a little surprised that they're only an eight seed. But um, I would have to rock with the Tigers. Yeah, I'll roll with the Tigers as well. I thought both of these teams could have been ranked higher, so this is going to be a, a really good matchup. It's going to get Purdue a challenge, regardless of who wins. Absolutely. I think it sucks that one of them has to uh, go home after the first round. But yeah. A lot of people's upset here. Five no. versus 12 seed, Duke and Oral Roberts. I feel like Duke, you can't – it's not It's not Oral Roberts. I know they have a good team with some experience, but – Come on, we're not doing that again, are we? No, we're going with Duke. 
I mean, I didn't go with Oral Roberts the first time, and they they burnt me. They have the Max Abmus or whatever, who's like a superstar. He's very good. Yeah. We'll give him that. March Madness. If you have one good player, you can't go on a run. But Duke has been playing really well. They even won the ACC. Yeah. Like they they're just hot at the right time. So it, it's unfortunate for Oral Roberts. I think if they played a different team, like if they were playing St. Mary's, who's also a five seed, I could see them getting the win. But I think you're running into a buzzsaw with Duke at the wrong time. Yeah, I 100% agree. Duke moving on. Um, Four-seeded Tennessee versus 13-seed Louisiana. I would bet money that Tennessee would lose in the first round, but given that they're playing Louisiana, I'm going to back off on that claim and just come back to it later in the second round. Do not like Tennessee at all. I think they're frauds. They shouldn't be a four-seed. They're absolute frauds. That's my take on Tennessee. Yeah, I I mean Tennessee limped into the tournament. Um, I was so tempted to pick Louisiana, but Louisiana also sucks. Um, so yeah, I will roll with Tennessee for one more round. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they'll just lose next round. Do don't worry. Um, six seeded Kentucky versus eleven seed Providence. I look at Kentucky the same way I look at Tennessee. I'm absolutely going to roll with Providence, and I believe this is a revenge game for one of Providence's. Uh, players he transferred out of Kentucky and now they play each other in the first round yes Bryce Hopkins from Providence my, my brother attends Providence um, so we were watching the Big East tournament all during our spring break uh, they looked like trash um, I'm trying to think who they lost to UConn they played like shit but they are really talented um, so I, I'll roll with Providence all right nice yeah that's some upsets um Three seed Kansas State versus 14 seed Montana State. I'm not really in love with this matchup. Not many takes to give. I'll rock with Kansas State, um, but not that impressed with Kansas State. Kansas State, a sleeper team for me just because I like their logo. Um, I know nothing about them, though. I'll be completely honest. Obviously, coming from the Big 12, kind of like I said, you get that. You get some experience of some close games um, in that conference. There are so many good teams. So I can understand maybe why they're a three seed, but um, I'm just not entirely sold. Kind of like Baylor, just not entirely sold that they're that yeah. good of a team. Um, Michigan State versus USC, seven versus 10 matchup. Um, again, kind of some underwhelming teams in my eyes. I'll rock with Michigan State, but not, again, just not in love with the matchup. Yes, Michigan State uh, post Tyson Walker, former Northeastern superstar. Uh, so I have them going quite far. <laughs> but they did get absolutely spanked in the Big Ten tournament by 13 seed Ohio State, uh, who almost won the whole damn thing. Yeah. Uh, that was I'll take Michigan State. All right. Uh, and then the last one here two seed Marquette versus 15 seed Vermont. As much as I like Vermont, you're not getting the upset here. No, I like. I mean, Vermont uh, pulled off some upsets in years past. I remember, but not as the fifteen. I think they were like a twelve um, when they beat whoever. They're a solid team, but just they're always in the tournament. Um, but I just I, I don't really see it this year for uh, for Vermont. So Marquette, obviously, win your conference. They're one of the better teams in the entire country. So I'm moving on. Um, so now moving on to the round of 32 for the East region, we got uh, one seed Purdue versus eight seed Memphis. 
I have a weird feeling about Purdue, kind of like I do Houston, but I think they'll Zach is going to be good enough to move him on and beat Memphis. I feel. Yeah, that dude's a cheat code. He's, he's, he is a cheat code. He's so big. Um, yeah, I have Purdue as well. Seven five and just absolute monster. He was a monster last year, so it makes sense why they're a one seed. Uh, Duke versus Tennessee. I think we made the prediction last round. Duke's going to win. Yep. So. Uh, Providence versus Kansas State. I'm probably going to take Providence in this one just because I'm not entirely sold with Kansas State and give me my East Coast bias with Providence. All right. I guess. All right. I don't like their logo that much. I guess we can knock off. I had them in my uh, Kansas State in my Elite Eight. I'm not going to lie. Oh, well, do you so? Do you want to take Kansas State? No, no, we can take Providence because it gets Michigan State further. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. You have Michigan State winning here. Listen, all right, there's no chance in hell that Michigan State beats Marquette, but I picked them anyway. I, I have seen a lot of people talk about how Marquette, in terms of March Madness, has not historically been good. And how no, I don't usually make it past the second round, so I could see it, but I think this is a year Marquette does somewhat make a run. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to see a Big East rematch, Providence Marquette. That'd be pretty entertaining. Yeah, I think we'll take As, Marquette. Uh, Stephon Gilmore just got traded to the Cowboys. Um, it's no way. Pod. Yeah, bro. Breaking news on the pod. What? For a fifth round compensatory selection. Absurd. Oh, and the Eagles oh, recently Boston Scott. Nice. I uh, I'm seeing Orlando Brown and then a bunch of eye emojis. Yeah, so. I see the same thing. All right. All right. We kind of hit on that when we get to the. Yeah, we'll get there. Wow, wild. Um, Purdue versus Duke. Oh, he signed with the Bears. Um, if you care, uh, I have Purdue. Uh, Purdue as well. Uh, Providence versus Marquette at Big East rematch. I'll take Marquette. I think they. I want to say they split during the year, um, but I think Marquette's a better team. Sounds right. I feel like Big East. Whoever was the home team had just such better odds of winning that game. And I feel like every team just split essentially in that conference. So. Yeah, watching that tournament, because they play at MSG, mm-hmm. the UConn has such a huge advantage. All of their fans just travel over. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah, we're going to get to UConn here soon, but I think the Big East as a whole could be pretty good this tournament. So uh, finish out the East, Purdue versus Marquette. I have Purdue. Purdue as well. I think Zach Eady's just too good of a player for them to not make the final four. I do have my concerns, but still. Yeah. Moving on to the West, obviously the one seed Kansas Jayhawks versus Howard, the 16 seed. I don't see Kansas losing. I have them in my final. Yeah, in your final. Shit, bro. See, I every year you got to pick an eight to uh, do something. I have Arkansas, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, eight versus nine, um, Arkansas and Illinois. I'd probably roll with Arkansas as well. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just don't like the Big Ten. I just don't like Big Ten basketball. So, I'm rocking with another SEC team. <laughs> I, I don't like Illinois, so. Nah. Uh, St. Mary's versus VCU. Um, VCU is always a feel in the tournament. They usually do well. But St. Mary's this year um, – I think they were at the top of 
that conference out West with Gonzaga, but ended up losing to Gonzaga in the final, but St. Mary's still a solid team. Um, I think they'll be able to pull through against VCU. See, this, this is my, my 12th pick here. I love VCU. They play great defense. Um, I also really like St. Mary's. It sucks that they have to play each other. Um, I have VCU. We can go either way. Um, you want to pull out that uh, that coin? Do a nice flip of the coin again? Yeah, we'll, call, we'll flip a coin. How did I, end up on, I ended up on over the cap somehow. All right. Uh, St. Mary's is heads again. Hails. Let's go. VCU, baby. Got a lot of upsets. It's good. Yeah. Um, Four seeded UConn versus 13 seed Iona. Iona won, won their conference. Um, not a good conference at all. I think they played Marist, who had a losing record in the final. UConn should have no issues here. Yeah, I'm extremely high on UConn. Uh, I think this is a very weak quadrant. I'm not super mm -hmm. high on Gonzaga or UCLA. Uh, yeah. So I'll ride the Huskies. All right. Six-seeded TCU versus the winner of Arizona State and Nevada. I'm not in love with either team at that 11 seed. I'm also not in love with TCU, but I'm probably going to ride with them for at least a round. Yeah, I'm going TCU. Those are the two teams are a joke. Yeah. All right. Horn Frogs moving on. Hypno-toad. Um, Three-seeded Gonzaga versus Grand Canyon. It's got to be the Zags. I think a lot of a lot of people are more in love with this Gonzaga team than all the one-seeded teams, um, as weird as it seems. I think kind of just not having that pressure on Gonzaga um, may help them, but I'm going to have Gonzaga winning this one. Yeah, I have Gonzaga as well. So no 14 upsets, but I don't know. I'm not in love with any of the 14s. S screw the March Madness stats. It's yeah. different. different this year. Um. Seven seed Northwestern versus 10 Boise State. My Big Ten anti-bias is kicking in. I'm taking Boise State. I don't know what it is. I just didn't even think about the whole Big Ten thing when I was making these picks. I'm, I'm taking Boise State. See, I've been watching a lot of Big Ten wrestling lately, so I have a lot of Big Ten on my mind. So I picked, <laughs> I picked Northwestern. <sighs> Hold on, let me pull out the coin. Yeah, I get the coin. <laughs> Can we just agree on these things? All right, uh, Northwestern is heads. Let's go. Yeah, fuck you and your Big Ten bias. All right, that that's prob that probably makes sense. All right, uh, UCLA, UNC Asheville, and uh, Asheville is another team I've heard some buzz about, but UCLA, I, I think they're a pretty strong team, so I don't see the upset happening in this uh, round one matchup. Yeah, I agree. All right, UCLA. All right, for the round of 32, that gives us matchups of Kansas and our Kansas. Uh, not all Kansas in this one. See, I took Arkansas, um, but I'm happy to roll with Kansas for another round. They are not getting past UConn, though, I'll tell you that. You know what? No, we take Kansas. Let's not be rash here. We'll give you Kansas, and then we, we could talk about UConn next round against Kansas. Okay. Um, so obviously we'll have UConn beating VCU. Um, yes. now we got Gonzaga versus TCU three versus six. I'm going to roll with Gonzaga. Like I said, not high on TCU. So Yeah. Tough call. LT went to TCU. So, you know, might want to pick them, but I think Gonzaga is a pretty good, especially for a three seed. 
I love bringing in the football logic there for March Madness. I feel like I'd be better off just going off football than, you know, Alabama would win the whole thing anyway. It's fair. It's not how it usually works. It just works out this year. Georgia wasn't a good basketball team, but it, it works out. Have they ever made the tournament? I don't think I've ever seen Georgia. No, they just they're not a good basketball school. Yeah, okay. They put too much money in the football. Yeah. All right. Uh then Northwestern versus UCLA. UCLA. Yep. All right. Bruins moving on. All right. One seed Kansas versus four seeded Yukon. You're sold on the Huskies enough where they're gonna be a one seeded Kansas. Yeah, listen, right? So I've been watching a lot of UConn. They have this one white guy. He's the only white guy on the entire team. And he shoots the lights out. He's fantastic. They're also the third betting favorite to win the whole thing. Um, oh. And I so I trust the, the odds. All right. We need to spice it up a little bit. So I'll roll with UConn. Yeah. You can have three having, ones. Having all the one seats in is, yeah, that's lame. Yeah. It's not, it's not fun. It's not, it's not accurate. Never works yeah. out that way. All right. Uh, Gonzaga versus UCLA. I'm actually going to roll with the Zags. I am so, as well. I'm right. not sold on UCLA. Me either. I thought they were a pretty strong team this year. Um, they had a couple games down the stretch where they're a lot closer than they needed to be. So kind of showed some vulnerabilities. I think Gonzaga winning their conference, playing well at the right time. Um, I could absolutely see the Zags actually making a run for once. So that leaves us with UConn and Gonzaga. I have Huskies the Huskies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm here for it. East goes by. Okay. Yep. Well, that now leaves us out of the West. We have UConn representing. Yeah, the West. UConn. Nice. I know, right? Uh, we have final four matchup of the one seeds in Bama and Purdue. And then the other matchup being seven seeded Texas A&M and four seeded UConn. We'll start with the Bama Purdue one. Um, who do you think wins in that one? So I have I have Bama. Um, I know the the usually the number one overall seed doesn't tend to fare well, um, but I feel like Purdue is so overhyped that I don't want them to win either. So Bama. This this is tough. I think Bama at some point is gonna. They're a team that relies heavily on the three ball, so when it's not there, um, they're gonna struggle. And I think at some point they're going to run into an issue with not having the three. So I feel like I'm actually going to take Purdue to win this in this matchup. Get me fucking coin out. You get the coin out. I just final four decided by decided by a fucking coin. Well, you know, we're going with Purdue. Boilermakers. I I mean, also (sighs) Purdue, they have Zach Eady. He's the best player in college basketball and you pair him against a freshman and Brandon Miller, I think he's going to hold his own. Like, it's just, I, I like the adversity that Bama has overcome this year. That is true. Um, that's a fair point. Just, I don't know. At some point along this road, Bama's going to get screwed because it can't knock down their threes. And I think Purdue is one of those teams that can take advantage if Alabama starts to slip up. Now this could be a game where Bama's just hitting and they go on the win, but I feel at some point Bama's going to run into this issue. And for me, I'm just picking that's the final four. So um, for the other matchup, UConn versus Texas A&M, I'd probably take UConn, as wild as it sounds. That's tough. 
because I don't want Purdue to win, but I don't want to pick UConn to win. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have UConn in my final, so I, I have to roll with them. So we have a one-seed Purdue versus a four-seed UConn in the national championship. It's got to be Zach Eady, right? Oh, this sucks. I hate both these teams. We got the Michigan State Killers or a team in the Hockey East who I don't like. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, we have to go with Purdue. Zach Eady is so good, but I don't like it. Big Ten, though. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> So had Purdue winning the whole thing over UConn. Um, I just I feel like it's easy to kind of take the best player in college basketball. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your go to final score here? It's something in the low seventies to the high sixties. Yes, I, I have seventy four sixty eight on every one single one of mine. Yeah, I, I just typed it with before you even say anything. I typed in seventy three sixty nine. Fantastic. All right, so that is the Clubhouse Combos bracket. Um, we'll have a post out there um, so you guys can look back, see how we did, see how the SEC bias and Big Ten bias all worked out, um, East Coast bias, all that. So, But that is our March Madness talk. Um, but, yeah, any thoughts about March Madness before kind of talking some football? I'm excited. It's, it's, I'm going to be in Minnesota this weekend cheering on – the, uh, our women's hockey team at nationals. So it's going to be tough for me to find time to watch, but <laughs> hopefully nice. there's a TV in our hotel. I think this year is going to have a lot more upsets just because there's no, like there's no top doc. There's no top team. Like there's no... I think people are going to, I think people are going to pick more upsets just because of St. Peter's and Oral Roberts in the past. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of people out there like, Oh, if you bet on the favorite you'd have, you'd be up so many units. Like if you just bet the underdog in every round, like cool, but that's cause St. Peter's went on a run to the elite eight. Like that doesn't happen, but I still feel like there's going to be a couple of upsets that are surprising just cause that that's kind of the nature of college basketball this year. So I'm, I'm very excited to see how these first two rounds go over this weekend. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard if you bet all the 12s, 13s, 14s and 15s, you, you get plus money. Interesting. I can't imagine it's by much, but probably not. <laughs> just the hit rate. I don't know. Oh well, so that's our March Madness talk. Wanted to get that out of the way before Thursday, but kind of just some re-entry stuff. Wanted to recap some of the NFL offseason that's happened so far. Kind of some of our predictions that we've missed over the last couple of weeks. Uh, kind of wrap up this re-entry style of pod. Um, so I guess we can kind of talk about some of the, the bigger moves that have happened in our off-season simulation, the predictions, uh, then also kind of talk about what's actually happened in real life. Sure. Um, don't have it pulled up in front of me, our our main sheet that has all the transactions. Um, oh, but I the do. first thing I, I could think about uh, off the rip, just kind of thinking about it in terms of yesterday, I was the – Tennessee Titans and I signed Jimmy Garoppolo. I released Ryan Tannehill and he ends up going to the Raiders. Um, kind of my thoughts. I think Jimmy's a good bridge quarterback. That's why I wanted him in Tennessee thinking like that's a team that kind of needs to rebuild. We saw them release a bunch of veterans. I did the same thing. Um, and I thought if they bring, brought in Jimmy kind of for a year, you stay at least somewhat competitive uh, while you're trying to retool the roster. Um you could end up going on a playoff run with him, but then you get in the legitimate guy. You bring in the Trey Lance, essentially, 
in a, in a year or two. I don't think it's Malik Willis. Um, but obviously, he ends up going to the Raiders. They're more of a, a win now. They see Jimmy as somebody that's going to get him into the playoffs. Um, so I, I could see it when you have McDaniels as your uh, play caller, uh, familiarity in New England. Um, but I, I thought Jimmy would go more to a situation where he's going to be a bridge guy and not the guy. It's kind of my take on the Garoppolo signing. I agree. I think Tennessee would have been a better fit for them. I think he's an upgrade over Tannehill. Uh, so I don't know, like, if they're really trying to be that competitive. I think the deal, the deal that the Raiders got was fantastic. Um, oh, for sure. The the financials is absolutely is, perfect uh, for bringing Jimmy. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the fit with McDaniel's is great. He just he just seems like a Raider to me. I was wondering if they would make that move. Um. And then you go and trade Waller, which was interesting. So I'm not sure what the thought behind that was but I, I don't know I, I still don't think they're going to be super competitive I don't know if he kind of gets them over the edge uh, in a tough really tough division obviously the, the Broncos have done nothing but load up over the past few days so I don't know they're an interesting team to watch I will say with the Darren Waller I guess trade I can somewhat understand it from the fact that he's over 30 he doesn't quite fit that traditional tight end mold that McDaniels needs in that offense. Think about Gronkowski, Hunter, Henry. Um, he, he just doesn't fit that. You add in the injuries um, that he had this past year. I could see why they moved on from him. Also need to open up some cap room to fill out the rest of the roster. Um, I could see it. So, yeah, I, I think that the Darren Waller move does make sense when you bring in the whole roster, not just the offensive pieces to surround Jimmy Garoppolo, especially bringing in Jacoby Myers. What do you think of a uh, a Darnell Washington to replace him? I think it would be it'd be good. I don't know if it'd be like I don't know. You have enough weapons there with Jacoby, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams, where as a receiver core, it's going to work. In terms of tight end, I think if you get Darnell Washington, he's he's going to be a solid red zone guy, but he's going to be more of just a dominant blocker um, to help out that offensive line with Josh Jacobs, who you just franchise tag. I think they need that though. Are you really gonna run with Foster Moreau, or who, I don't even know if he's on the team right now. He was solid this year, so I could see them doing that at a like taking Foster Moreau at a lower price than uh, having Darren Waller. Yeah, fair enough. I considered re-signing him in the sim. I considered it. Yeah, money didn't work out because I kept Waller. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Obviously, that was the Jimmy Garoppolo move, and then kind of talking about some of the stuff that branches off of that. Uh, the next high price moves that I have here, obviously, Marcus Davenport, another one of my moves. I signed him in Chicago. Just that front seven for Chicago sucks. Let me get a, a star pass rusher. I gave him a bag, essentially, give him a huge contract. And then he goes and signs with the Vikings on a one year prove it deal of $13 million. Kind of a I guess a head-scratching move. I thought Davenport, given his potential, would get a lot more money. Um, but good get for Minnesota in terms of getting a guy that has huge upside. Yeah, I don't know what Minnesota, what their plan is. Like, Garrett Bradbury, not very exciting. Um, I don't think he was that great. And then Josh Oliver giving him $7 million a year. I understand he's just, like, blocking Savant but like, $7 million. I don't know, man. I don't like the uh, Bradbury move at all, or Bradbury. Yeah. Um, he's, I don't know. 
Minnesota, they're opening up a ton of cap, and I thought they are going to be in the running for Jalen Ramsey because they really need a corner. And then they haven't even signed a corner, even like a, a middle tier corner. Like, I don't know what they're doing because their whole thing was their pass defense. I mean, their whole defense sucked, but still. They haven't addressed the big needs in the secondary, and it sounds like they may cut Harrison Smith. So I, I don't really know what they're doing. I trust Brian Flores as a DC, but that front office, I don't know if they're giving him enough pieces yet. Um to really optimize getting him from Pittsburgh. So yeah. Ramsey to uh the Vikings in our sim. They clearly should have listened. <laughs> yeah. That was a wild trade when it first happened. I didn't think it was good for Minnesota, but Evan ended up getting some stuff to work out. Getting Kirk Cousins to restructure his contract is huge. It opens up like $30 million and I ju- they just did that today. So and given that I could see it. Yeah, that type of move. Obviously, uh, the contract wasn't done in real life before Ramsey was traded. But at that price tag, hell, Evan overpaid. We thought he'd go for a first round pick, and he goes for a third round pick. So, <laughs> nice job, Evan. Yep. Um, next move here. It's one that hasn't happened yet. You have Dalton Schultz going to the Colts. Evan for a long time tried to get him with the the Texans. Dalton Schultz was having none of that. Wanted to go to a team that could possibly win now uh, in the Colts. So we have to wait for our draft to see what they do at quarterback, as we do in real life. But what are your thoughts with Dalton Schultz and Indy? Yeah, I mean, so I, obviously the Colts and the Sim traded up to the first overall pick. Uh, so we'll be taking a new quarterback. And I figure, you know, why not surround him with talent? I added Jacob Myers. Um, and then I fought with Mike Kosicki for a good couple of days before he spat in my face. So I, I pivoted to Dawn Schultz. I don't know if realistically the Colts would, would go get him. I mean, they have the cap. I, I figured the Chargers might be in on him. Not that I want to spend all that money on him, but I don't know. I just wanted to give my quarterback as many weapons. I almost just announced the name. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> That would have been funny. Drop it live on air. <laughs> no, bleep it out. Um, Dalton Schultz, I like the fit in Indy. Um, for whoever the quarterback is, I think it'd be a decent weapon. Um, I'm surprised Schultz hasn't signed yet. I know the receiver market's slow, so that means the tight end market's going to be slow. But I- I'm going to be really interested where he goes because they're probably going to end up overpaying him. But he is a solid weapon on offense. I just question giving him a long-term contract. Yeah, I'm curious to watch the receiver market. I know I feel like they were waiting on Jacoby Myers because I know everyone was like, oh, he'll get 16, 17 million, and now he gets 11. So mm-hmm. I'm curious where it goes. Well, so Lazard just signed for 11 million 11 in New York well. for four years. So I think that's also going to affect now teams, I think, will probably pivot to Juju or Odell. So those are probably the next two names, I would think, that fall. I agree. Um, kind of move to some. We'll go to one of Collins' transactions. He got James Bradbury in Cincinnati. Um, obviously, as an Eagles fan, I don't like it, but I think for Cincinnati to replace Eli Apple with James Bradbury, who was an All Pro uh, first team selection, it's a, it's a slam dunk signing. I love it. Uh, I question how the financials will work when you're trying to extend T Higgins and Burrow. Um, but obviously Colin in the sim, he ended up cutting Joe Mixon. So um, he had a ton of money to work with, but I do like the fit of James Bradbury in Cincinnati, especially when you have to go up against all these great quarterbacks in the AFC. 
Yeah, Colin made a flurry of moves with Cincy that I failed to keep up with. Um, I know he signed and shipped off Jesse Bates on top of all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, as we speak, James Bradbury returns to the Eagles on a three-year deal. No way. About 38 mil. What timing. That's amazing timing. I haven't seen 20. that yet. Oh, I just saw it. Yeah, Shafter, let's go. Yeah, all these think? people saying the Eagles' defense is going to unravel. Howie's got all the cards up his sleeve, man. That's but funny. all that tells me is that C.J. Gardner-Johnson's out the door. Oh, yeah, 100%. Fine with that. You have Reed Blankenship, you draft Brian Branch at 10, something like that, you're, you're, you're good. You're golden. So that's yeah. awesome. That's wild timing. I know. I don't have to tell the guys afterwards. I know. But... So Colin obviously is wrong. He didn't know what he was doing in the sim signing. Yeah, what the fuck? I want to know like how how he's doing this. Like I checked yesterday, the Eagles had six million dollars in cap, and they have since signed Rashad Penny, Jason Kelsey, uh, Boston Scott, and now James Bradbury. I want to know where this money comes from. I want well, to know. If I've learned anything from following the NFL for a decade, it's that the salary cap isn't real because I, I watch the saints at like negative 80 mil every year and they just keep pushing the money to sign new players. Yep. Money's fake. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Thanks. there is talk that Darius Slate could sign an extension and that would get some money open. So maybe they have that in their back pocket. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so James Bradbury, obviously Colin has him going to Cincy. He's going back to the Eagles live on air. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, looking for one of Evans' moves. Um, one that he made was Bobby Wagner going to Houston. I don't think he goes to Houston. He's not coming to LA. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I Bobby's interesting because. I think he's still a solid player, but I don't know if he's worth the price tag that like a $15 million that he's maybe looking for. Yeah. I wouldn't want to give him that. If if you're signing him, it's just to have a veteran on the defense. I don't. Yeah. And he's probably probably looking for a ring at this point. I don't. So I don't think him going to Houston makes sense. I know Evan was aggressive at linebacker and swung and miss a couple of times. So I can understand his motives, but I think like I could see Bobby going to new England Trying to work with Bill. They need a linebacker. Um, trying to think of like other teams that have money. I could see him going to Miami if they have a few bucks around. Uh, I mean, he'd be great for Ch- he'd be great I for the said Chicago. No, we Chicago. Hendricks. Chicago. I don't know. Chicago already got T.J. Edwards and Jermaine. Jermaine Edmonds. Very got and like they I think they like Jack Sanborn as a middle linebacker for them out of Wisconsin. He was a rookie last year. He did pretty well. So I don't see Chicago really needing him. Um I mean maybe he goes to the Raiders. They got money to spend. They're looking to improve their their defense. Um, he gives me Raider vibes. He does. He's definitely gonna go to a contender. It's gonna be one with money, and those are kind of the teams that come to the top of my head. So yep. So that was one move. Uh, try and see if we could find something else here that's kind of eye popping. Uh, Joe Mixon was originally signed to the Bears, but then uh, the whole incident outside of his house happens. Um, 
So he, he's gone unsigned, uh, kind of interesting, waiting to see what happens with that situation. Um, but sticking with the running backs, Dalvin Cook was released in this. It sounds like he may be released or even actually traded in real life. Um, I think he'd be great in Miami because they just love the stockpile running backs. And it sounds like that's possibly the favorite at this point. So I'd be interested to see where Dalvin Cook goes because I don't think he ends up in Minnesota for the start of next year. Yeah, I mean, he's just – he's clogging up the, the RB market right now, and I'm just waiting because Eckler is going to get traded now, I guess. So we need a new running back. <laughs> if you're an NFL GM, who would you – would you rather have Dalvin Cook or Austin Eckler? I mean, you have to look at the financial because Eckler wants an extension, which is going to cost you something. Um, you, you have to think if Minnesota's at the point where they have to trade Dalvin Cook, it's because he won't restructure his contract. Yeah, and he's injury prone. Although Eckler has has fair share of injuries, um, I don't know. I I value them pretty similarly. Yeah, I would probably lean towards Dalvin because he's more of just a traditional running back that can run between the tackles. Eckler can, but I just think when you're looking at somebody that can play all three downs, I look at Dalvin Cook as the better option. As a receiver, you definitely go with Austin Eckler, but I think these are two guys that go to show. Paying a running back sucks. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Because they I think that their value is way higher than it is, and it just doesn't work out in team building. I was pretty disappointed when I heard the news originally, and then I remembered we were paying him six mil, and the extension would probably be for double that. So I was like, nah, goodbye. <laughs> See ya. So, yeah. It, the Sim, really, there's a ton of running backs still left out there. Yeah. I don't know if Singletary ever found a home. Uh, he went to the Rams, actually. Oh, but, like, yeah. Montgomery's still available. Damian Harris is available. Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders. Oh, I didn't like, get Harris? Shit. Uh, I, uh, I've been slacking a little. So. No, I definitely I, I lowballed him big time. That's okay. Um, Trying to see any big splash moves. Uh, Kaiser White just got signed today to the Cardinals. Um. I forget where he went. I think he went to Detroit in the sim. But I like to get for the Cardinals. Obviously, Jonathan Gannon, he's going to slide right into the scheme. Um, I'm okay with him leaving. Eagles knew he was just kind of a stopgap player. And you have N'Kobe Dean, who's literally the same type of player. You good? Well, I was, I was, I was looking for Kaiser White, who signed that big deal. But who the fuck signed Jerry Tillery for $5 million? <laughs> Detroit. Oh, that was calm. What are you doing? <laughs> where he? Oh, I forget where he went. I'll have to look later. Uh, but yeah, he he got signed by Colin. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Detroit as well. <laughs> yep. What a move. Detroit's been spending a lot, which they have not been in real life. I know. I'm having my most of my teams that I spent with have spent. Atlanta spent big. Cleveland has been spending. Um. Green Bay hasn't done shit. I guess they're waiting on Rodgers. I like the Poyer if they can get Poyer there, but I feel like he's going to end up in the with the Raiders. I like it, but what I saw from Rudy Ford last year when he stepped in, I think that if they, they could get him on a cheap deal, I, I think he would be a good safety um, for them to kind of just – they have some other pieces on the defense. And if you're looking at – especially in that cover four scheme, I don't think the safety necessarily is that important. So I think they can get away with having Rudy Ford as opposed to shelling out $11 million to Jordan Poyer. 
That's just my thoughts. No, that's fair. Um, Aaron Rodgers will be joining the Pat McAfee show tomorrow at one. And he ain't gonna say anything because he's just I uh, know. this on as long as he can. I feel so bad time. for the Jets. It's ridiculous. But I feel like the whole market is being held up because of it. I agree. Well, I mean, the Jets can't spend, although they just got Lazard. The Packers really can't do shit. No. It's a slow free agency period, but I think it's because it's not that good of a free agency class. It's not. It's a terrible class compared to... Last year was awesome. I know. We really haven't even seen that crazy trades. Like last year, we had Devontae Adams. We had um, Deshaun Watson. We had Tyreek Hill. There's just so many big moves that AJ Brown happened. Like there's so much going on. Yeah, but I don't I don't see many trades happening this year. I mean, the Ramsey one was kind of underwhelming. Maybe when Dalvin and Eckler would get moved, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be somebody by draft time. A team's a strap for cap room. There's still somebody out there. It'll probably happen. Like they can't get an extension done. Let's just draft the replacement. That's kind of what happened in Tennessee. So who was our we made a ten dollar bet on something. What was that about? On a trade. We did? Yeah. Philly and someone. Fuck. I don't know. We I'll, can talk about I'll, it afterwards. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it later. I'll figure it out. Um, I'll be posting more about some of the sim uh, on the Instagram. Kind of cover some of the, the other moves that have happened. Um, but And we'll have a full free agency breakdown type thing. I just wanted to get some sim talk out there. Uh, cause we've been off for a while. So we'll have our draft coming up. That'll act as a mock draft in a way. Um, and that'll also highlight some of the moves that have been made. So, um, anything else you want to talk about on this before we kind of wrap it up? Um, I'm trying to look through all the lists. Uh, not really. I feel like we've done, a, we've done a surprisingly good job with our accuracy. Yeah. So, so far we've been pretty good. Um, I think, at this point, this is where everything's going to kind of go to crap. Where all the teams kind of, I mean, yeah. once free agency actually opens up, I think it's going to screw everything over for the sim. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's going to, that's going to do it. We talked March Madness. We talked some football uh, next week. We'll probably talk some NBA and NHL playoff stuff, kind of wrap up those seats, those seasons. Um, and then we'll definitely talk some more mock draft stuff. So getting back into the swing of things. So be on the lookout for those. Uh, if you're still listening, appreciate it. Season three of the pod. Um, we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Peace out. Peace. Put your tears away. Ain't no fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. What you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts